Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Today's episode is for those people who want to get their child to ditch the dummy. I haven't ever done this, Claire. Okay. Um, because I put myself through the hell of not having a dummy for some okay. unknown reason. What you thought not to have a dummy in the first place? was better because okay. I was so worried about getting rid of it. Right. And because I thought that they would just have a dummy till they were like 20 or something. And I'd never be able to get it off them and it would just be too stressful. However, given my time again, mm-hmm. that dummy would have gone right in. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah. But they might not have taken it. No, they might not have done. And I did try to shove their hands in their mouths to get them to suck their thumb at one point. Because I was like <laughs> so desperate and they wouldn't even suck their thumbs. Um, so I haven't done this. So you, everything you're saying, <laughs> why are you laughing? Everything you're, everything you're saying is going to be new to me. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm just laughing about the fact that you tried to get them to suck their thumb. That's yeah. a whole nother podcast. I know anyway. because actually that's probably even harder. Yeah. But anyway, because you can't actually do anything about it, can you? Anyway, let's not talk about that. No, that's, that's not another what we're podcast. here for. We're here for the dummy. Dummies. Um, so, if you were to introduce a dummy, just starting from the beginning, when would you typically introduce a dummy? Okay, so they can be introduced, obviously depends on um, things like feeding. So, if you are breastfeeding, it is advised not to introduce a dummy at the same time, just because you want to establish your breastfeeding and things like that. Now, there is some kind of, if, if you're bottle feeding, then it's a different situation and you can introduce it from um very early weeks days now there is some information out there and guidance that if you are using a dummy um it can be beneficial um for babies to have a dummy in the first six months um in order to help with SIDS so sudden infant death syndrome because there's some thoughts around that it can reduce that Mm -hmm. potentially happening um, the what I would say around that is it's worth looking at the Lullaby Trust website on that um, for more information because it's it's not as cut and dried as that and you you hear it around um, and it's very much that if you use it you are using it for all naps and all bedtime night times mm-hmm. so um, it it needs to be kind of considered it doesn't mean that you have to use a dummy. Right, yes. Okay, it doesn't mean that your child is going to be more at risk mm-hmm. than anything like that. But if you use a dummy, then it is advised that you use it at nap time and bedtimes. So mm-hmm. for all sleep, if you're going to use it at all. Okay. And so ultimately, you're probably listening to this podcast yeah, because, because you've done, you've introduced a dummy for whatever reasons. I think dummies get really hard time. Lots of people have kind of negative thoughts around dummies 
Um, but sometimes they just provide the comfort mm. that a baby might need. And for mm. some children, it's absolutely the right thing for them. And so obviously there is um, evidence that long-term dummy use can cause issues. Yeah. So what does A, what does long-term dummy use mean? And B, what are the potential issues that it could cause? Okay, so again, it's looking at the use of the dummy. Mm-hmm. So typically what you, you're aiming for is a dummy is there as a comfort and most of the time you're going to be using it for sleep as a, a sleep aid um, and sort of helping a little one sleep. Now it can also go the other way and it can hinder sleep because ultimately if it falls out oh, yeah. and they can't get it and they don't know how to put it back in, you can find you're continually replacing it and that can be more disturbing than not having a dummy at all um but for some people it's not a problem um and it's what you know you're using but it becomes a problem if typically it is being used throughout the day even when little one is absolutely fine quietly playing or whatever and the dummy is still in it can stop a little one from talking or babbling um because ultimately they've got something in their mouth um, so you really want to be taking it out at those points. It should allow your child to be babbling or talking, um, avoiding little ones holding it in their teeth or in their gums and talking around it mm-hmm. because that changes how they're forming their letters. Um, and so, and also you've got to think about how the teeth are. So children with dummies can they they do weird and wonderful things with them. So some hold them in their teeth and kind of bite down on them some have them so they're slightly tilted so they go up on their teeth and things like that but typically it's talking around the Mm. dummy or holding the dummy in their teeth that can then be seen to kind of causing issues particularly Mm. you know with regards to teeth and and language development and so what kind of age should you kind of start to think about like completely stopping use of a dummy Oh, this is such a tricky one. But oh, basically, yeah. ideally between the age, six and 12 months. Yeah. Why is it tricky? Because really still at this stage, there can be a, you know, it, taking it away can impact on sleep or can feel like it will. Mm. Um, and they can have a very strong association with it. Actually, you know, they may they may just love their dummy. Yeah. Uh, I've always what, said like as if, a comforter type yeah. thing like a teddy almost yeah. yeah or you know I've always said if you're thinking you don't want your little one to have a dummy really looking at six months mm. age kind of once they're starting to wean and things like that um, that's when they're kind of in their own room mm-hmm. and can be in their own room sleeping um, but I would say if you're going to look to do it mm-hmm around the six month mark does work okay much better but if you're listening to this and they're two two and a half even three it's not the end of the world it can still be done so if you you've decided let's say you've decided that now is the time that you want to stop your little one using the dummy Mm -hmm. for whatever reason it is whether they're whatever age they are but you've Mm -hmm. just made that decision perhaps it's starting to become a bit of an issue they want it too much or you know whatever so 
when is the kind of best time to do it and I kind of get the impression that there's a times that you sh- definitely shouldn't do it no so what are they so I feel like these are always things that we say when we do make changes with little ones yeah. but don't do it around a big moment of transitional change so if your little one is about to start nursery it's a bit like potty training isn't it yeah. don't do it like at those no. times yeah don't move them from a cot to a bed don't mm-hmm. do, like you know don't try to avoid kind of okay they're going to nursery don't want them to have a dummy at nursery they may need that dummy if that has been their comfort for eight nine months don't take it away at this point Mm -hmm. it may be that you're going to have to hold off taking that away at this point um if it's yeah starting nursery if it's um even if there's a new sibling coming and you kind of have this idea that your toddler shouldn't have a dummy because there's a baby coming and babies have dummies you've really got to think about that one because and avoid saying okay well when the baby comes they're gonna have your dummies that's a that's a no 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 (laughs) because you will find if you've got a dummy lover it's not going to start that sibling relationship off in a positive manner it either has to be done away from that period so it needs to be way before baby comes or after don't do it at the time of any big changes going on so mm-hmm. moving house um any of those sorts of things um also for some people it might be if they're going from a cot to a bed mm-hmm. again don't do both no um because ultimately you don't know which one you're trying to support your child with and if you're trying to support with both that's quite a you know the comfort of their cot and the comfort of their dummy going at once yeah that's a it's lot. just a lot yeah Okay. And I think be careful that you don't feel the pressure to do it because of other people mm-hmm. and other people's thoughts. About what, yeah. Because, like I said uh, a, a while ago, you know, dummies get really hard time mm. from people. And sometimes there's not actually. I don't know why there's such a negativity behind dummies. But you know what? Every podcast episode we do. There is an element of judgment from people on things, isn't there? There isn't there. And it just, it's really sad, isn't it? Mm. Because, like I just said, one of the reasons that I didn't want my children to have a dummy was because of the judgment and Mm. because of my own feelings about dummies and how they look. And actually, now, in hindsight, I look back and I go, actually, it would, I think I probably would wish I had kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And so it just brings it home to you that, gosh, it's so sad that people are judged and feel judged all the time. Absolutely. And people have these, you know, oh, well, when are you getting rid of that dummy? Now, there are absolutely those times to get rid of the dummy Mm -hmm. if you notice that it's affecting their teeth, their speech, all of those things. But if you've got to a stage where your little one, only has it for naps and bedtimes then actually you're in a really good Mm. place and ultimately this is the start of ditching the dummy if you have been in a position where it's kind of we can get to the stage where you know even if they're in the push chair we pop it in if they're you know playing quietly they've got it in they've we i've i've had children who have had maybe one in each hand I did work with a child who had two in each hand oh that gosh was just in case just in case and it was hindering play because obviously they had their mm. hands full 
but then learnt to slot their fingers through the holes of the dummy, you know, the, like, <laughs> and then had them as rings, basically, and then would suck on the dummy but have hands to be able to play. Um, and we had to wean back all of that because, actually, that was where it was impacting. Um, and that's what you want to do to start off with, mm-hmm. is you want to pull back on that use of the dummy. So if they are happy, if they are playing, if they are just, you know, even... I don't know, sat doing something with you or whatever it might be in the car, try and do other things mm-hmm. other than instantly going to the dummy and kind of putting the dummy in because we want to be moving dummy use only to sleep time. And so when we start to do that work, normally I would always say I'd get the little one up and even if they're babies, I'd always be like, okay, dummy out, let's pop it in our bed for later. And I would just leave it in the bed. Okay. Because psychologically for me as well, yeah. that's where it is. It doesn't go anywhere else. Um, and it's like, no, pop it back in. Um, I have had toddlers who go to their, you don't know where they've gone and they're suddenly in their room <laughs> and they're literally having a quick suck on the dummy and then <laughs> popping it back in their cots. Um, oh, so I know. Sweet. It's like, I just need to go and have a little, you know, little moment. But when they know that it's only in there, mm-hmm you can then start working on everything else. Um, so... Because some people put them on shelves and things like that, don't they? In boxes and... Yeah. And I think it's... If you can just make sure that you are... Whatever you use, you're consistent with. Mm. So, it's so this not, is where it goes. Yeah. And sometimes we can be a bit like, oh, do you know what? They're so loud today. Not crying necessarily. It's really tempting, isn't loud. it? Loud. Yeah. And it's like, oh, do you know what? If we just had a little dummy time, it might be nice and quiet and yeah. we'll get five minutes. But that then creeps back in. Yeah. And so, um, you know, depending on the age, you can have a shelf or you can have a pot and they pop it in the pot and the pot goes away, whatever it might be. But um, so, what do you do? Because you're going to constantly get dummy, I want my dummy. dummy, I want my dummy, or whatever they call yep. it. Yeah. So, what do you do then? And it's like, it yeah, we have our dummy. Yep, we yeah. have our dummy later when it's nap time. We'll have our dummy. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, to just keep saying it? Yeah, and let, okay, let's have this. Do you need a cuddle? Shall we go find this? Shall we do this? It might be bringing in distraction. Do you try and introduce a different kind of comfort, or is that not a? Um, it probably isn't going it again this is age dependent right because obviously a real little one baby you know six months or so it's just going to be distraction and comfort and cuddles and explaining that not you know we don't have it now for older children so for those toddlers they've Mm. got a greater understanding um so you are just going to say no 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 we only have our dummy for nap time and they may it can be really tough Mm. but have a lot of things up your sleeve have some uh, you know invitations to play have some kind of different activities to do get out of the house um and or just you know it can even be getting outside playing and keep distracting and Mm -hmm. then gradually that need in the day will start to reduce okay and i'm assuming that as ever there's loads of books that you can always yeah yeah because books are quite good aren't they because it kind of puts the child in there in the 
like in the place of the character in the book and it kind of like oh but it also means you can talk about it not directly at them so saying okay well your dummies are going to go and we're not going to have them and it's they can't really visualize it whereas if you start to go down the route of a book it's like oh look the character you know their dummy's going to go and where's your dummy going to go is your dummy going to go here is that almost using it as a starter to the conversation yeah okay absolutely so what like you start to to not let them have it um what is the kind of what are you aiming for like what is your kind of are you straight away aiming like to someday just take it off them or Mm -hmm. what like what's the you are there is an element of cold turkey on is there Mm. yeah there's not an easy way of no you can't wean off it no you could so you can wean off it in that you reduce it down just to sleep times yeah then you wean down how many dummies yeah they have because I think a record number I've seen in a in a cot at one point was 25. 25? Was because that actually room for the child? Because basically what the child could do was just pat oh, yeah. and would always find so one. So nighttime wise, so that nighttime, was So it was easy. amazing because yeah. the baby would just literally pat and be like, yep, there's another one there. <laughs> and the glow-in-the-dark ones have become incredibly popular mm. as well because... They can find them. Yep, mm-hmm. you can find them. Um, and so... Is reducing the number back. So if you're if you're up at that kind of, you know, double figure number in the court, you need to stop reining that one back. That's some and, serious investment in dummies, there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, wow. and I hate to say this, but you are going to have to chuck them away. Yeah, you need to do something with them. If you have them in the house, yeah, you and you might be having a bit of a tough bedtime because you've completely taken them away at this point. If you have a stash. <laughs> And you are a little bit, you know, you're tired, you're stressed, everything else, you are going to go to it. Yeah. And so many parents I've worked with have gone, yeah, but it was just, you know, this or that. So when you say you need to throw them away, are we at the let's chuck them all away or is this like your extra ones? Start getting rid away? of your extra ones. Right. Because they can creep back in. And the other thing you notice, <laughs> particularly in, if you're doing this with a toddler, they have got some stashes too <laughs> because you think you've lost them but no they're down the back of the sofa or they're in a little pot in the or toy they've pot. got a little stash mm. in their you know toy truck because they're like mm, i know your game <laughs> um so hunt the dummy is it the is next and game. you'll find them in the most unusual places and places you have got used to seeing them yeah. so you just don't see them so you need to start getting rid of all of those and start bringing it right the way down because if you get to the point where you are going to just go, right, we're done, all the dummies have gone, you need to be confident they have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because when your little one suddenly sits oh, there one, proudly yeah. sucking on a dummy that you think have all gone, and it's like, <laughs> you missed this one, um, you need to kind of make sure you're, yeah. you're there with all of those. Now, if you've got to the stage where... Um, it's again age dependent if they're really little you've basically weaned down and then you, you go for it but if they're toddlers you're going to have to go down a bit of a narrative however sorry going back to the little ones mm. if you just go for it how on earth do they understand they don't oh. it's a case of you have to replace that with 
a cuddle and it's just working through that you just have no, to go no, through no, it there's no dummy okay dummy's gone yeah and so it can be quite hard really it can age, and it feels like it probably goes against everything i would yeah normally say because it feels so hard to take away something and you can offer other things but something they love so much yeah yeah and you you can look to when you are just giving the dummy so if you're starting to kind of only use dummies at sleep time and those again this is age dependent and obviously follow lullaby trust guidelines but you can start like you say to offer something else Mm -hmm. um so what you can do is maybe you know if it's a little blanket or a little teddy and it's always offer that first and then the dummy so that it becomes an association that that Mm. provides some comfort too Mm -hmm. but for some children they won't even entertain the idea because the dummy is so it can be really hard but i would say for the young much younger ones it's probably a couple of nights oh is that all yeah okay yeah if you've got it down to only using it at nap times and bedtimes you're probably finding over a, f- a couple of days that that association you can just do it yeah, yeah. but it, it's really hard I'm... so okay so that's the little one so the older ones like mm. it's d-day d-day you need to plan for what how this is going to go so you can either have a narrative of they go to the baby lambs a dummy fairy comes or you know i've had living on a farm we've had so many people say they're giving them to the baby calves all those sorts of things um i would advise maybe not saying we're going to go and give them to like a friend's baby because mm-hmm. that is same as a sibling coming along and sort of same thing um so kind of having your your idea uh so I think, um, yeah, like dummy fairies, and they so you can put it out for the dummy fairy, and the dummy fairy leaves a present overnight because they've taken your dummies away, or it might be that um, you can give them to you know family member maybe, but like I said, mm-hmm. it depends on how how adjusted. It, 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 a lot of it depends on your child, doesn't it? And how they're going to re- how you feel they're going to react. Yeah. Um, and so and then there tends to be a little gift that gets left Mm -hmm. depending on how you do it Um, but you absolutely need to make sure (laughs) that if you have given those dummies to the dummy fairy or the birds or whatever you've done they need to have gone (laughs) they cannot be in the house because if they are found the whole thing goes and actually it also if you do um, do that like they've gone you have to throw them away for you too don't you surely oh, mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to be like oh it's there mm-hmm. and once you've done it, mm-hmm. it you can't really go back can no you? and the other th- I some people do Father Christmas comes and takes them yeah I, I don't oh, think that oh. works all that well personally it might have worked for some people and that's great the only thing I would say is it can make Christmas really miserable. Yeah. <laughs> for you and for your child. Because not only is it a time where everything's changed and different, mm. but also they need comfort and you've taken away the one thing that probably gives them 
a great deal of comfort. The year after, they'll be like, what's he taking this year? Yeah. And also, do you want to make Christmas? Yeah. That whole thing where they're, like, upset and you can't get them to sleep. <laughs> and they, you can't get them to sleep anyway at Christmas normally. So yeah. don't take away the one thing that maybe helps them sleep. So I'd avoid doing Christmas. Yeah. And definitely not birthday. No, I think that's probably a very keep it thing. Keep it more kind of away from all of those things and keep it more of a... Yeah. An event that's random yeah okay um but once you've done that there is no going back so you're you've kind of said with the little ones as in with really little ones it can be a couple of days and and is that the same yeah yeah Yeah. so actually when you look at that whole kind of doing that Mm -hmm. it's actually not that it doesn't last for a long time does it so it's not a if you do it gradually and kind of wean them off, mm-hmm. wean yourself off, <laughs> yep. and then get rid of them and then don't go back, actually, you yep. should be should be and plain sailing. Don't really. get me wrong, it's not always easy. No. And it depends on how dependent your little one is. It's also quite emotional as well, isn't it? It is. Years, yeah. But I think just ultimately, if, it's only, if you've got to the stage where you are only using it for bedtimes and, night, and nap times... It doesn't feel so big for either of you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just need to bring up that lots of people talk about doing things to the dummy to break the dummy. Like, so obviously the sucking of the dummy and the teat of the dummy. Some people talk about taking the end off it, like snipping the end off of the oh, dummy. Okay. So that it basically when you suck it, it doesn't do anything. Right. I, I get the idea of it, but really really need to make sure that it is probably not the safest thing to do mm-hmm. because if the plastic breaks off yeah or you've taken the tip off and it starts to disintegrate your baby or toddler could be swallowing that it could become a you know choking hazard yeah, yeah. so it normally would be to say that actually a damaged item you wouldn't put in no. to a child's mouth um and so i wouldn't suggest that that's a route to go down okay no that's a good um but sometimes it depends on the dummies you use another little thing that can help is actually changing the dummy Mm -hmm. so that the teeth get smaller so you can go back down to like the smaller baby and they're a bit like "Mm, what's this yeah i don't like it um sometimes even changing the dummy completely and going oh i i know one child who they parents went down the route of getting rid of the dummy they got rid of all the dummies but then had a moment and went what have we done so quickly went out to the supermarket to buy more because they decided they weren't going to go down that route that day didn't have the dummies they'd been using so got some others and the toddler just went i don't like it and that was it Uh, how funny is that that was it they just never took a dummy it's funny how sometimes these things they just kind of wean themselves off sometimes well they would it was just like that's not my dummy no it's like well all the others are gone yeah and went to bed that night and was like my dummy and it's like I know that they've (laughs) gone and then next morning that was oh well there you go and just kept going oh my dummies went (laughs) and it's like yeah and that was it and they were like oh yeah oh right now I'm not saying that's going to no, work no, every time. No, no, of course, yeah. But changing the dummy can sometimes mean... Make it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there are lots of very useful tips there. Well, it's... Like I said, you can lead into it 
And then once you've done all that work, hopefully it's a couple of days of probably being a little bit tricky for all of you. But once you commit, commit. Yeah. We've got a blog which kind of outlines those steps as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So have a look at that. We'll share a link. And good luck. Good luck. It's, It's not as bad as you think it may be. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then.